We're going to read together from the Word of God. We're reading from Philippians chapter 4. And we're reading today Philippians chapter 4, and we're commencing to read at verse 10. I'm going to come down from verse 10 to verse 19. Philippians chapter 4, verse 10. Let's hear the word of the Lord. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me have flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abide. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. We'll end the reading there at verse 19. And we pray that God will stamp with his own approval and blessing this reading of the Holy Scriptures. Now, my text this morning is taken from Philippians chapter 4 and the verse 13. If you look at your Bible, it reads as follows. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, my theme today is discovering the secret of Paul's life. And as you can see, Philippians 4 verse 13 is a short verse. It's one that's well known. It's one that's often been repeated and found in the lips of God's people everywhere. But what does it mean? How are we to understand it? Now, I don't believe that this verse nor any other verse or passage of Holy Scripture should be taken out of its context. In other words, it cannot be taken in isolation from its original setting. The Apostle Paul has been stating to the church at Philippi and to us in the 21st century how he maintained a true spirit of genuine contentment in the midst of his situation and circumstances. He mentions here in the text, all things. What things? Well, primarily the things that is already stated in verse 12. He said, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. 
If you think for a moment, if we could bring the Apostle Paul back in time and bring him into a courtroom scene and, and get him to be a witness, and he's, he's there as a, as a witness for Christ, and as a Christian he's testifying, and we asked him, well, Paul, how were you able to cope with poverty? Were there not days you had great need? Were there not days where you were hungry and, 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 and you were fed up? How were you able to cope being a prisoner with a death sentence hanging over you? How were you so content when you had no food in your belly and little clothes in your back? And here's his answer. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. It was only through Christ strengthening him could he face and overcome every test and every trial and every temptation. You see, what I'm saying this morning is that verse 13 cannot be isolated from the context. The Apostle Paul had not got a boastful mindset. He, 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 he wasn't being super confident in his way of thinking. It wasn't, I can do as I please, or I can live by my own strength and power. No, do we qualified what he was saying? He clearly explains it. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Here's the secret of Paul's life of power and victory. And that is true, a true summary of Paul's life. That is the real secret of Paul's ability to cope with trials and troubles. That's the secret to an effective ministry. That's the secret to a life of holiness. A secret to a life of continual progress for the honor and glory of the Lord. His daily continual acknowledgement that it was only through Christ he lived the life that he did. Paul knew he could and would accomplish nothing for the glory of the Lord except it was through Christ. Remember, he is in Christ. And he's living for Christ. He said, for me to live is Christ. And to die as gain. And how did he live for Christ? It was through the strength of Christ. And he had this assurance that one day he would go to be with Christ. And as I thought of this short verse that's well known and often the lips of God's people. But can be so misunderstood. Don't isolate it from its context. And as you think of these words, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, let me set before you a couple of thoughts. I want you to think of Paul's take on life. Apostle Paul was not making a false claim or making a big boast in regard to living out his life as a real man. When he said, I can do all things, he wasn't stating something that was not true to him or his experience. He wasn't boasting. He wasn't making a proud, arrogant claim. Remember, he wasn't saying, I can do all things, like anything or 
everything I want in life. Paul knew his weakness, his limitations, his fragility. Of course, before he was converted, he was a proud, self-asserting, arrogant Pharisee. Remember the zeal that he had when he spearheaded a campaign, a violent and brutal campaign to persecute the true church of Christ. And in that day, he felt he was invincible. In that day, he felt he was untouchable. He was a proud man. And yet on the Damascus road at noon, it was the risen Christ. It was Christ as Lord and Savior who, who met him, who arrested him, who converted him, who changed him, who made him a new creature. And here he is now a different man. And he's got a spirit of meekness upon him. And his testimony is, I am what I am by the grace of God. Paul could say, I have nothing and, and I, 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 I can do nothing and I am nothing. In the eyes of the Lord. Remember he called himself the chief of sinners. He talked about I'm the least of all the apostles. You see he's now clothed with the true spirit of humility. He said I am what I am by the grace of God. One who now lived his life totally dependent on the Lord. He wasn't lording it over the Lord's people. He's no longer foolish, thinking that he can do everything and anything in his own strength and power. You see, this is a, a factual taken life. The great Hudson Taylor, a great missionary to China, he worked hard every day at his missionary work. He tried and tried, and he, he, he endeavored to be so faithful. But, you know, his missionary work in those early days was a lot of drudgery. He had little joy. He felt he had little liberty in preaching. He had no real delight in doing the work of the Lord. And he received a letter one day from a friend. And the friend shared a thought, and this was the thought. The Christian life is lived not by trusting even in your own faithfulness, but by trusting in and looking to the faithful one. And you know Hudson Taylor's eyes were opened. That, that was a turning point in his ministry. He, 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 he um, started them to rely on Christ alone. To, to draw from Christ the strength and power that he needed to do his missionary work. And every item of the day, every responsibility, every duty, every test and trial, he discovered this is the secret to a life of power and victory. He looked away from himself. He looked away from his own skill, his own faithfulness, his own ability. And he looked to Christ as the unfailing one. You see, the Apostle Paul was not foolish to trust in his own knowledge, skill, or wisdom, or strength to get through life. If he had of, he would have failed miserably. And if we trust in the arm of flesh and self in our knowledge, our wisdom, our skill, our strength, we will fail too. Remember the Lord Jesus said in John 15 and 5, Without me, you can do nothing. Without me... Your life will be a complete failure. And Paul was not attempting to live his life without fully trusting in the Lord. He knew that he couldn't do it by his own strength or power. This was not only a factual taken life, but this was a focused taken life. He said, I can do all things. I believe that's a positive assertion of Paul's Belief. 
He was speaking from experience. He was thinking of his life already lived. In other words, the past. How had he come through it all? How did he cope with suffering? Persecution? How did he cope with opposition? Often at the point of death. Think of the beatings that he endured. Well, here's the answer. Will Christ help me in the past? So Christ can help me in the present. He had a spirit of confidence. He had a, he had a belief. He, he had a spirit of expectation. Believer, we can depend on the very same Savior and have the very same strength in the midst of our trials and troubles. Think of the tense of the word strengtheneth. Can you underline that? It's, it's an ongoing strength. In other words, it's a present continuous tense. In other words, this is a continual act. The one who is ever present with me continually infuses me with his strength. The ever present all-powerful Savior, the all-sufficient indwelling Christ was, was Paul's strength. And he could lean on Christ. He could depend on him dealing with every situation and experience. And Paul was thinking, I can do all things because Christ is now present with me. He was with me yesterday. He's with me today. He'll be with me tomorrow and the day after that. Isn't this a tremendous truth then? Paul could say in Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I wonder if you ever thought of tragedy coming into a family. Have you ever said to yourself or considered the fact, how will that family get through their life if without the Lord? How will they bear up? How will they cope with this heavy burden? How will they suffer this pain? And of course the answer is they won't. But for those in Christ, you have the blessing of knowing him as Lord and Savior. And this is a blessing that the unconverted know nothing about, but a blessing that those in Christ can enjoy. We have strength to face today, tomorrow, and the next day. And the Lord can give us that help and that victory and that joy and the peace that we know. It was the prophet Isaiah that said in Isaiah 45 and 24, In the Lord I have righteousness and strength. Isn't it tremendous? Whatever you're facing at this minute in time, whatever life has brought across your path, you can cope with all things. It was the psalmist who said, Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. We're, we're not facing every trial, every pain, every problem on our own. We're, we're not relying on our own power or ability. Remember in Deuteronomy 33, 25, we could think about the blessing that God gave to Asher. As thy days are, so shall thy strength be. As thy days are. So shall I strengthen uh, uh, As long as you live, every day, you can have daily strength. 
And you see, that was Paul's taken life. He was being very factual, but he was being very focused. He wasn't being proud and arrogant and making a conceited boast when he said, I can do all things. He, remember, was so focused that he always brought Christ into the picture. That was Paul's taken life. I want you to think of something else here, Paul's testimony in life. Notice the words, through Christ. And that can be literally rendered in Christ, just as easily. I can do all things in Christ, which strengthens me. You see, Paul is confident of his position. He is in Christ. And whatever he faced in the future... Or whatever he experienced in the present, he was in Christ and that was not going to change. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Paul knows that there's no reference or thought about the Christian life apart from Christ. See, see, you can't sideline Christ. You, You can't ignore Christ. You see, Paul had this thought in his mind, which is a blessed thing, that Christ is my life. We were singing, my Jesus hath done all things well. Christ is my strength. Christ is my peace. Christ is my joy. Remember in the prophecy of Isaiah, if you turn to it in Isaiah chapter 26, and I shared this with some folks earlier this week whose um, loved one is very ill and near the point of death and I was thinking of these words in Isaiah 26. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed in thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. You see, it's not that he just gives me a portion of strength. Or a portion of joy for my unhappiness. Or or a portion of peace. Now that is true. But it's more than that. He is that strength. He is that portion of peace. He he is that joy. The, the, The thought and the testimony is the Lord is the strength of my life. And the key is to being in Christ. He had no... um strength of his own all the power and the grace and the help and the peace and joy he needed was found in Christ and and those in Christ that those possessions those gifts also become ours see the origin of the Christian strength is in Christ that's its source and this is a fixed reality that this is a, a concrete assurance and knowledge. It's not found in man. It's not found in a movement. It's not found in material possessions or military might. It's found in Christ. You think of the relationship that the um, branch had to the vine. In other words, as the branch was joined to the vine, the branch could receive all the sap and strength and energy it needed to, to blossom and flourish and bring forth grapes. And, and, and those who are spiritually branches joined to Christ, the spiritual true vine. 
in that living relationship of vital union with the all-sufficient Christ, he therefore, because we're in union with him, supplies all that we need. And what do we need? We need strength. And he is our strength. And maybe you're here today and you're not in Christ. Maybe you're here today and you're without him. There's only two places, two positions, in Christ or without Christ. And if you're here without Christ, then you're, you're dead in trespasses and sins. And if you're not in Christ, you can do absolutely nothing to please God. You haven't even started to live the Christian life yet. But here's a tremendous testimony. Paul is saying, Christ is my life. He is all I need. Therefore, he is my strength. You see the word strengthening or strengtheneth? has to do with power. It has to do with inward power, to, to, to make um, uh, uh, powerful inroads into the life, strengthened with power in the inner man. If you turn over there to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16, Ephesians 3 and verse 16, this is what Paul says. This is him praying for the church at Ephesus, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. See, see, that's what he's talking about. That's his testimony. Have you that strength? I want you to think of a third thing here. Not only Paul's take in life, a very factual and focused take. But not only Paul's testimony, but I want you to think of Paul's triumph in life. Now, now think of the words here. I can do all things. Isn't that very comprehensive? All things? What does it mean? I've already asked you to think about that. You see, to me, it's the most misunderstood and misapplied text in very many texts of scripture. You see, the mindset is, I can do all things, so Christ enables me to do as I please, to do what I want. And I want to tell you that that's not what it means. Paul is not saying, I can do everything that I want. It's not a blank check. It's not flexing his muscles and thinking I can be superman or, or super strong when I uh, want to be super strong. Where was he? He was in a prison cell at Rome. He didn't use special powers to sap the soldier and escape from the prison cell. He had no power to remove the thorn in the flesh, his defective eyesight that needed healing. He wasn't able to visit Philippi publicly and personally at this time because he was in prison. He wasn't in charge of his circumstances. He had no ability to change them. You see, that's why it's important, as I've said, not to take it out of context. Verse 12, it's about his poverty. And how he lived and was content. And, and even when he had plenty, he was content. He says, I can abound in all things. I can be abased. 
I, I can cope in the changing circumstances of life. I, I, I don't need to be mastered by my circumstances. I, I can be content. How? Through Christ which strengtheneth me. By the strength of Christ. Christ is sufficient for me in all the changing circumstances of life. I can keep going even when I'm surrounded by problems. I can keep going when I'm in bodily pain. I can keep going when I face death. I can keep going when I'm in discouragement. When I'm in despair. When I face the trials of my faith. I just don't have to smile. I'm not gritting my teeth and having grit and, and being like a stoic. No, no, that's not the key. My triumph is in this. I do this through Christ. My inner power and life of victory is in Christ. Turn over there to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and look with me at verse 7. Paul says, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7, he says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Now remember, he's just a man. He's a man of flesh and blood like you and I are. He, he, he's just a mere man. And he needs help and he needs strength. And yet he can say truthfully, in a very factual way, in a focused way, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Not only think of the words here, but think of his weakness. You see, when I think of that word, strengtheneth, I'm thinking of Paul's need of strength. That's the inference. And you've got to think about his weaknesses, his physical weaknesses. Think of the thorn in the flesh, his problem with his eyes. Think about that emotional weakness. He talks there in 2 Corinthians 11 about the care of all the churches. Think about his duty, his responsibility to edify the saints, to evangelize sinners. Remember, he's a missionary. He's got a pastor's heart. To, to expose heresy. Think about the men that were against Paul and against the church. How did he stand before the Lord? There's people hated him. People despised him. People questioned his apostleship. They said he was a bald little man with contemptible speech. He was ridiculed. He was lied against. There, there was slander being talked about him. How was he able to continue? Here's the answer. Christ was his strength. He had the help of God. Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That was his triumph. In his weakness... I was made strong, he says. Why? Because it was through Christ. 
He was trusting and relying on him. Not in his faithfulness to continue, but in Christ the unfailing one. And then think about his triumph and his witness. Do you know, isn't it great whenever people are standing up for the Lord? Isn't it true that there's strength in numbers? You can draw strength and encouragement from others. Let's say there's a classroom situation, there's a debate going on about God and the Bible, heaven and hell, and Christ, young people, and and somebody stands up in the class and and says, well, I'm a Christian and I believe what the Bible says. And then the teacher's saying, well, is there any other Christians? And and then somebody else stands up and somebody else stands up and somebody else, well, will you draw strength and encouragement because there's others that are taking the very same stand in the position that, that you've taken. But imagine standing alone and saying, well, miss, I believe the Bible. I I, I believe in what the Bible teaches about heaven and hell and and sin and, and the Christian life. And then you're laughed at and you're ridiculed and there's a bit of mockery goes on and, and you're being teased. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says. And this is in the very same context here. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 and in the verse 16, he says, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Verse 17, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. You see, here was his testimony. This is how he, he triumphed. Not only with these words, I can do all things, and not only in the midst of weakness, but, but here's his witness. He received inner strength and power. How did you cope, Paul, when everybody forsook you and you were standing alone? Well, the Lord stood with me. He was at my elbow. And, and, and he gave me strength. See, that was his triumph. I want to finish. Think of Paul's teaching in life. Not only his take, not only his testimony and his triumph, but think of his teaching. You see, this mindset, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, this produced in Paul a true spirit of humility. He was reminded that he had nothing to be proud about. That he wasn't relying on his own strength or power or ability. Remember what I said, he's the chief of sinners, I'm the least of the apostles, I am what I am by the grace of God. He would have told himself daily, now Paul, don't be proud, for you have none to be proud about. All you have is in Christ. And everything you have in Christ, you've received as a gift. Just like you receive Christ as a gift. It promoted joy. That this epistle is all about joy. Rejoice in the Lord. Be joyful. He, he was able to be glad in all the changing circumstances of life. Why? Because there's one who was with him that was the same yesterday, today and forever. Aye, and this promoted Christian activity. If Christ is my strength... Then, then I'm able to serve God in the prison. If Christ is my strength, I can obey the Lord. If Christ is my strength, I can live a life of holiness here. If Christ is my strength, I can pray to him and ask him for help. 
If Christ is my strength, I could even serve behind the scenes. If Christ is my strength, then I can give my time and my talent and my tithe to the Lord. You see, remember it was William Carey that said, expect great things from God and then attempt great things from God. The expectation is Paul lived with this. It's only and always through Christ. And that's the source of my strength. That is where my sufficiency comes from. Christ is sufficient for me. When I face difficulty, when I fulfill my duty, he talks about in 12 there, verse 12, to suffer need. He talks in verse 14, my affliction, to suffer need, my affliction. And in the middle of that, it's this mindset, this, this attitude. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And remember, this man was stoned. This man was shipwrecked. This man told us he was left for half dead. He was thrice or five times beaten uh, well, well, with the, the, the 39 stripes. And, and once he was beaten with rods. And yet this man was in peace. Perfect peace. Can I close with this little thought? I was speaking to a brother just the other day. I was in a flower shop. And I was rushing out and he was coming in. We had a wee chat. And he said, my father-in-law is very ill. He said, would you remember him in prayer? I, I, I says, I will. And he said, you know, he was at the doctor. He's only back. And um, the doctor said to him, Bobby, you look as if you're in a state of peace, Bobby. I've just told you you have three weeks left to live. You're going to die. And he said, you're sitting there and you have a big smile on your face and you're grinning at me. He says, you must have some source of peace. And Bobby looked at the doctor and he said, no, doctor, I haven't peace. I have perfect peace. In my peace, I have peace. Do you know why? Because it says, thou will give him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed in thee, because he trusteth in thee. And Bobby gave his testimony to the doctor and told him he was in Christ. And he was looking forward to death because he was going home to be with the Lord. And even in his pain and suffering of what he was experiencing with the cancer, he was trusting in the Lord and looking to him for strength. See, that's what Paul's talking about. That, that's his take in life. That's the testimony that he raised up. I'm in Christ. And I'm only living through him. And here's my triumph. I can do all things according to his will. Remember, it always has to be according to his will. And even in weakness, I can raise up this witness. Because I'm promoting Christ with displaying humility, with experiencing joy. And yet still having this activity that I can speak for the master. I trust this morning that we'll discover the secret of Paul's life. And we'll seek to emulate and have that for ourselves. May the Lord bless you this morning.